Welcome to the V1 Church Podcast, and this is a message about the full armor of God unlike any other message you've ever heard. This is Mike Signorelli, the lead pastor, and we are going on a journey to ensure that you are covered from head to toe. You're not going to survive the spiritual warfare of today unless you have a full revelation of the armor of God. Go ahead, get ready to take notes, lean in, and be blessed by the word of God today. Well, hey, V1 Church, this is Pastor Mike here, your lead pastor. And can we get started by welcoming some watch parties that are happening literally all around the world? I want to give some very specific shout outs to some specific people that are just blowing my mind. First and foremost, Honduras. Come on, Gracie. She gets together with a group of fellow missionaries in Honduras, and uh, they watch the live stream. So shout out. Come on. And then can you help me welcome all of our Dominican Republic family? Come on, Jackie and Luis. You guys are so special and near and dear to us. And on a side note, because I just listed two Latin American countries, this is the very first. You're witnessing history, V1 Church history. This is the very first sermon that we are translating in Spanish. It is live today across our channels. So if you know somebody who is a native Spanish speaker, we now have unlocked the next level so that they can receive the gospel. And so I want to see in the comments right now, you guys tagging your friends, uh, let them know how excited you are and let them know that Dios está aquí. God is here at V1 Church. And I'm so excited about that. And then I've got a very, very special shout out. And this shout out is for our Indiana watch party. Come on, get real loud. Shake the walls of that house right now. I was just hanging out with them recently and I am so excited for what God is doing in Chicago land. It is so exciting. Let me, let me ask you a question. Do you have your Bibles? If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up to Ephesians chapter six, verse 11 through 18. We're going to take a look at that text together. And I really want to just say this right off the top. I know that in a watch party environment, you may have your kids with you. And because of the nature of what I'm going to be teaching on today, I wanted to give you an opportunity if you want to dismiss them to their bedrooms and maybe on an iPad or whatever uh, they have put V1 kids on. Because today we are going to be talking about spiritual warfare. And I know that uh, we are preaching this today from the posture and the position of victory, right? We're not praying for victory. We are praying from a place of complete and total victory victory through Christ. And so I don't say that to produce any fear. God's not given us fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Can I get an amen in the comments? But I also think that sometimes when you're dealing with this subject matter, it's important to create an opportunity for your kids to watch V1 Kids if this isn't appropriate for them. Um, but I also believe that it's something that is essential that we talk about. Now today, is the last day of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And it has been an incredible journey for our church. And I, I have to say from day one, if you've been following and charting the journey, we've encountered miracles. From day one, there's been provision upon this house. I mean, Spanish translation happened as I believe as a result of prayer and fasting, because we are saying, God, we are fasting and praying, believing that V1 church is going to reach more people. And that's when they reached out from 
from the Dominican Republic and said, hey, we have the capabilities. Let's go. And I said, let's do this. And also, we're here in our Long Island location that we are currently taking through a construction process to get it ready for you. And so this has been an incredible journey. But last week, I talked about the presence of God and how to go through the seven stations of the Old Covenant tabernacle and what the implications are for us today. Now, I'm going to finish this little series that we did on warfare prayers. So I want you to write this first point down as you are still turning to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 through 18. Prayer is communion with God, but it is also confrontation with our spiritual enemy. Come on, I'm going to say that again so you can write that down in your notes. Because I know a lot of people who have come from Catholicism and then joined V1 Church. Or they've come from even other religions and they have joined V1 Church. And maybe you only know prayer as communion with God. But I want to reveal to you the other side today. And it is this, prayer is communion with God, but it's also confrontation with our spiritual enemy. Let me read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 through 18. It says this, Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Now, this is for you. He's speaking, the author is speaking to believers in the first century and the 21st century. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Don't, don't, listen, forget about what you saw on television. Forget about what your friends posted your struggle was. I'm telling you, the Bible declares that you wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, okay, now watch. Whenever there's a therefore, what it's telling you is pay attention to what came before. We were just given a very clear picture that no matter how much you think you're being fought by flesh, you are actually encountering a demonic struggle. And it says, therefore, if you're, if you're facing demonic struggle, if you're fighting against authorities and powers and principalities and rulers in high places in this dark realm, this is what it says in the book of Ephesians, therefore, you must put on the full armor of God. Emphasis on full, so that when the day of evil comes, because it's coming, your battle is coming. If you're not in one right now, it's coming. It says that you may be able to stand, stand your ground, and after you have done everything, stand. Stand then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with uh, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Let me just say it again. Pray in the spirit on all occasions, like it should be a regular and routine thing to pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and all kinds of requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. So I want to start by saying this. If I just read that and you realized, Pastor Mike, so many of the sermons you've preached 
have spoken into the interpersonal conflict that I have with my family, my wife, my husband, my brothers and sisters, cousins, my coworkers, and you have helped me tremendously. And I've been so encouraged, but I am just right now realizing that in fact, there's this whole other conflict I'm in and it's a spiritual conflict with evil. And some of you, and I want to break this down for you, you feel so inadequate and you feel so far away from what God wants you to be that you're probably asking yourself, why would the devil even fight me? Why would he even care about me? The devil, I mean, today I went to Starbucks <laughs> through the drive-thru and you're thinking about the things you did in your day and you're like, why would I be engaged in a spiritual battle? I mean, like what value do I even have as a target? But how many of you know Satan will fight your purpose before it's ever realized so that it's never realized? And Satan will fight you like you fulfilled your future even though you haven't got there. So take it as a compliment. I'm here to confirm with you you are in a spiritual battle. Sometimes it's not even for what you currently are, but rather what you will become. But it says this, you have to acknowledge this first. Then you've got to put on the full armor of God. And I know some of you are like, Pastor Mike, is this Sunday school? I've heard that. I did the coloring book page. You did that. But let me just make it a graphic depiction for you today. As you are engaged in this spiritual warfare, you have to understand the Greek term that was used for full armor because that's the original language in which the Apostle Paul was actually penning this book. And it's this. It's actually a compound word that's brought together to form one word. And you have it like this. Pan is the first part, which means all. And pan and the second part is oplia. And it refers to this Roman soldier who would have been fully dressed in armor from head to toe. And it's this word pan that means all. And then it's the second part, hoplos, which means armor. And so the definition here, and I want to just read this to you, and you, have, and you can write this in your notes, is panoplia, which means, watch this, everything needed to wage successful warfare. Everything that's needed to wage successful warfare. So when you talk about the armor of God, there is nothing optional in this. As a matter of fact, to be successful in warfare, you must be clothed fully in the items that I'm about to explain to you that we have in scripture. Now, I want to take you back to Paul's life. Paul had been imprisoned as he was preaching the gospel and launching churches. And because he had been in prison, he was also, we, the Bible tells us, uh, had a Roman citizenship. And so it would have been very common for Paul to see Roman soldiers. You know, it's very common today with the scenes that we have in our world of rioting and the scenes that we have of political unrest to see SWAT teams and to see military personnel. These are images that we've been surrounded by in, in the last couple of years, especially uh, in the midst of the adversity that we've been encountering around the world and the turmoil. Paul would have probably looked at a Roman soldier and as he was studying the helmet all the way down to the, the shoes, would have said, wait a second, that Roman soldier has been equipped by its government 
with every piece that's necessary to be successful in warfare. The Roman Empire was the most successful militarized government in the world at that time. And so what he would have been saying is, wait a second, you have your armor from your government, but I'm a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And there is armor that has been provided for me that ensures I will be successful. And, you know, the temptation for this sermon as I was preparing for it was to tell you how to pray. But it's, it's, it's futile if I teach you the, the words and then you just mimic my words, but don't have the armor for your warfare. So I, it's not enough that you just, I just give you the, you know, oh, hey, repeat this. Yes, binding and loosing. Yes, there's territorial spirits, Ahab, Jezebel, Leviathan, and they take those names as they operate in different regions. Yes, all of that exists and we'll get there. But the Bible is so clear when you go back to the original Greek language. Language, that in order to be successful in your warfare, that you must have the whole armor. Let me, let me go through these items and you can follow along in the notes on our mobile app or write these down. Number one is this, a loin belt. This is it. This was the central piece of weaponry that held much of the other pieces of armor in place. Ephesians chapter six, verse 14, Paul tells us that the believer is equipped with a loin belt of truth, referring to the written word of God. Now watch this. You've got a lot of people who have faith. Uh, Steve Jobs had faith that he was going to get the prototype of the iPad into the vision that he saw in his mind's eye, but he didn't have faith in the truth of the word of God. So he was still missing it. See, you can have these other pieces that we're going to discuss, but if it's not all being held together by the loin belt of truth, you will still fight a spiritual battle, but you will die by deception because the lies of the enemy will take you out. Right now, there's a movement. I'm just going to speak right into it because it's actually taking many of our young people by storm. And you may be watching this. You have, and I've said this over and over again, but I want to say it again because there is a demonic battle that you're encountering all around you. And some of it is seen and some of it is unseen. But did you know that influential Instagrammers are actually being recruited by makeup companies to sponsor them because they are actually witches and they have grown in so much influence in their occult practices and in the things that they're doing online that the makeup industry is now sponsoring them. And some of your kids may be following accounts of Instagram influencers who are in fact witches. And then on top of that, it's impossible to even sign up for a dating app right now without being asked, what's your sign? Because the cult has infiltrated and people are going and their, their truth is the horoscopes. Their truth is the, their sign that they've connected their life to and say, oh, we must be compatible. Yeah. And when you are on that other side of spiritual darkness, you will be deceived. And even as a pastor, it's like, oh, I'm not going to go to that church. They just want my money. But those same people will hand their money over to a psychic medium when they are in their time of greatest need. We have to have the loin belt of truth to say, yes, we are all fighting a spiritual battle, but I am fighting it. And it's all being held together with the truth of the word of God. I don't think it's strange that John Maxwell is the greatest best-selling author of leadership principles that the world has ever known, but he's extracted every single one of them from the Bible. 
And so that must be where we start. Number two, the breastplate. This was a crucial piece of weaponry that defended the heart and the central organs of the body against attack. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14, Paul informs us that our spiritual arsenal that we have at our disposal is this breastplate of righteousness. It actually protects our heart. What is your heart? It is the seat of your affections. And we live in a world that you must protect your heart. I know very intelligent people who go into business and they have the intelligence to be successful, but they haven't guarded their heart with the breastplate of righteousness. And the fiery darts go into their heart. And what actually takes them out of the game is the heart issue, not the issue of their understanding in their mind. So we must protect our heart. Oftentimes we scroll through our phones uh, and what happens is it's not just what we see through our eyes, but our eyes are a window to our soul. And so it's actually not what goes into our eyes. It's what goes into our soul that begins to disease our heart. Our hearts become full of jealousy. Our hearts become full of envy. And what we don't realize is that there is even a demonic infrastructure connected to the back end of the user experience. And you're scrolling through, not realizing you think you're scrolling, but you're actually fighting. You're fighting a spiritual battle that you're not equipped. You need the full armor. Come on. Is this helping somebody? Drop a comment down below and let me know if this is helping you understand. I want to give you the next one. It's the shoes that Paul talks about. These heavy duty shoes of a Roman soldier were covered with thick leather on the top, and then they were fitted with hobnails on the front and the back, which I never thought about the shoes like that. I always thought of these shoes as like, you know, these awesome flex Nikes that you would wear, and it would help you run with the gospel as far and as fast as you could. But actually, no, these, these are not the shoes of a runner. These are the shoes of a fighter. And you have to readjust that imagery in your mind. There would actually be hobnails on the front of the shoe and a hobnail on the back. You know what that was used for? Kicking through obstacles. And so when we bring the gospel, we come with, like, with the shoes of a soldier that says, any barrier in my way, I'm going to kick it. And anything that tries to get me from the backside, I've got to move for that too. And this is what it says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15. When he talks about our feet being shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. But how many of you know, it doesn't make sense if you read it at face value. Wait a second. He'll give you as a, as a, as a warrior shoes to bring the gospel of peace. But here's the revelation. There is no true peace without war. Peace belongs to the triumphant army. Peace belongs to the one that has run through every obstacle, every demonic barrier. And see, you've got to look at those shoes and see the hobnail on the front and the hobnail on the back and say, I'm bringing the gospel of peace after I break down every demonic barrier in my way. That's how we do this. The next one is the shield. The shield that the Roman soldier used in battle was long and it was shaped like a door and it was covered with leather hide. Come on, follow me. It was lubricated with oil every day so that when the arrows would come, it would actually not pierce that leather uh, shield, but rather slide off. Isn't that a profound revelation? Yeah. 
if the shield is representative of our faith, then we must be oiling our shield. Oh, come on, somebody. And if you are oiling your shield, what does that mean? The oil of the anointing is released in prayer. See, there are things that you don't have faith for until you start praying for it and getting those words out of your mouth. God, today I'm believing by faith that my family is going to be restored. I'm believing by faith that I'm going to move into the next arena of life and the next level in life. I believe that I am blessed. And as you begin to speak out these prayers in faith, you oil your shield so that when someone comes to tell you and says, no, your family's always going to be dysfunctional. See, you heard words, but in the spirit realm, they released a fiery dart that may even have a demonic origin. But when you've oiled your shield of faith, that dart releases from their mouth and it just literally slides off your shield. You're like, no, faith is the evidence of things hoped for and the substance of things not seen. I have faith. I oiled my shield and that fiery dart. You told me I'm always going to be poor. I don't believe it because when you sent that dart out, it hit the shield of faith that declares, I already know who I am through Christ. That's the real shield of faith. But I also want you to pay attention now because as the apostle Paul was telling us the full armor that we needed for warfare prayers, faith has something to do with distance. That shield of faith was like you're standing from a distance, but there's going to be some times that you get into some close combat. The helmet of salvation and it says this, the helmet of a Roman soldier made either of brass or some type of metal was especially fitted to the shape of the soldier's head, thus protecting the head from receiving a mortal wound from an arrow, a sword, or an ax. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, the Bible declares, watch this, the helmet of salvation will protect you against the mental assaults of the enemy. Now, I want to explain this helmet just for a few moments because you're all probably thinking of a different type of helmet. But the helmet that Paul would be explaining in this text, which was the helmet of a Roman soldier, actually went from the top of their head all the way down to the base of the neck. It covered in entirety. There was no open space for someone to quite literally lose their mind, <laughs> to lose their head. And But more so than just that, there would have been these uh, really ornate engravings that were all over. And then there would have probably been this big elaborate display of feathers. And so as a Roman soldier was walking through the town, it would have been very obvious to everybody that they had their helmet on because it was something to put on display. Isn't that what salvation should be? that we put on display our salvation. Hey, while y'all are losing your mind, I've got the mind of Christ and I'm putting the mind of Christ on display for everybody to see. Like I am confident in who I am. You guys can place your confidence in governments, but I put my confidence in God. You can put your confidence in your finances, but I know the source of my finances. And so even the helmet of salvation is something that we ought to show off to the world. I'm saved and that means something. It doesn't mean that I never doubt, but it means that I've got one with me because I have the helmet of salvation who reminds me who I am through him. Even the helmet of salvation would have been something to truly put on display and to celebrate. 
It's also important to know that last but not least, you've got a sword. And we need the full armor of God like never before. The Roman soldier's sword was shaped similarly to a long dagger that was intended to be used in close battle. Oh, come on, do you feel this? And it was absolutely indispensable to his ability to attack, to overcome and defeat his adversary. Ephesians chapter six, verse 17 says this, and we are taught by Paul, every believer that the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God is sharp and it's quicker than any two edged sword that pierces asunder, even the soul from the spirit. What does that mean? It means that there's going to have to be some times where you get into close quarters and it's not the devil that's far away. It's not the devil through the screen. It's not the enemy that you're experiencing from a distance that your buckler and your shield of faith can quench those darts. Sometimes the devil gets in close proximity. Sometimes you've got to work with people who are demon possessed. Come on, does somebody hear me? Do you believe it's real? We've got Christians that literally believe in God and believe in angels, but don't believe in the same devil that Jesus encountered time and time again. We say, I just want to be like Jesus. Well, guess what? Jesus primarily did deliverance. You see him casting out demons over and over again, being confronted. And here as we come to the end of this 21 days of prayer and fasting, Jesus, while he was praying and fasting, he also was tempted and confronted with Satan himself. But Jesus did something for us because he was teaching us how to war. David says, you teach my fingers to fight and my hands to war. And I've got some warriors that I'm raising up in this house. We don't fight with our own opinion. We don't fight with our own perspective. No, no, no. We fight with the sword of the spirit. We fight with the word of God. But I want to remind you that that sword is only necessary when you're in close counters, when you're in close proximity. See, sometimes the temptation is to fight your family, but fight the spirit behind behind what's happening in your family. Sometimes the temptation is to fight your neighbor. No, 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 fight the spirit behind the situation with your neighbor and don't fight with your opinion. See, on social media, we can like and heart and share enough things to elevate man's opinion to a place where we say that's valuable, but you will never, ever, ever have weaponry more powerful than the word of God. And if you start to learn how to pray the word, pray the word over your husband. Don't pray your words, pray God's words. Jesus said, Satan, I'm here to tell you what my father says because I'm doing his will. And I'm, I'm a recipient of his power as I do his will. And some of you've got to learn spiritual warfare is not saying your will or your words, but using that sword of the spirit to declare God's word. I can't tell you how many times I prayed the word of God over my wife's womb after two miscarriages. Then Everly was conceived and my daughter was born. I didn't say, I didn't beg God. I reminded God what he already said. He said, forget not your benefits. This is the book of Psalms. 
forget not your benefits. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. I said, Jesus, this is your word. You said that, that you'll heal all diseases. And so that all means all. You said it. What, if you want to learn how to fight warfare, warfare prayers, you got to remind God what he said and let every demon in hell that's fighting you remember what God already said about his children. That's how you fight warfare, not for victory, but from a place of victory to say, I'm already victorious, but I've got to remind my broken mind with renewal of the mind on a daily basis. I am not who culture says I am. I am who God says I am. I am not who my friends and family limit me to, but I serve a limitless God. And as you get your mind right, And I just want to say this as we come to a close. As you get your mind right, you are the type of soldier in God's army that can never be recruited by Satan. See, sometimes when Satan can't defeat you, he'll recruit you. And he'll get you thinking like him. He'll get you acting like him. And if he can't defeat you, he'll slowly but surely recruit you. Oh, and it can happen to anyone. Jesus said, Peter, I'm praying for you because the enemy wants to sift you. He wants you to think like him, talk like him, walk like him. But I called you to follow me, which means you're going to learn how to talk like me, walk like me. If I walk on water, Peter, you're going to walk on water. But see, Satan will get you to emulate his culture to recruit you from God's army over to his side. And see, this is a call around the world to all the countries that I listed that are in watch parties and homes, to all those who are watching from their phone right now. You were made to be victorious in battle. God did not design you for defeat. He designed you for dominion. In the beginning, dominion was given to Adam. He said, this is your planet. It's about time that because the second Adam died on the cross, then his children, which is me and you, come on, Jesus died to restore dominion. So we say, wherever I put my foot, yeah, that shoe that's got that nail in the front and the nail in the back, I'm gonna kick my way to bring the gospel of peace to every place I walk. Wherever I put my foot, it's mine. People ask me all the time, how many V1 locations do you have? And I say, well, how many army members do we have? How much of an army have we recruited? Because wherever they put their foot becomes an embassy of heaven here on earth. So be encouraged, single mom. Be encouraged. Be encouraged, discouraged dad that's working and fighting. Be encouraged, newlywed who's trying to figure it out. Be encouraged, student who's anxiety ridden as you're thinking about how chaotic the world is. This is the gospel of peace. You are a fighter, you are a warrior, but God has equipped you with everything that you need to be successful in battle. Come on, I wanna pray for you right now as we close this message out. And I pray that you learn something. God has provision to protect your mind. He has a breastplate to protect your heart. And it's all brought together by this this truth, this belt of truth. And God wants you to be free right now. Sometimes before you can ever put on the armor, you've got to be assimilated into the military. And I just want to pray right now. Some of you are like, you're right, Pastor Mike. 
As soon as I got so tired of the fight, I tried to walk away, walk away from church, walk away from God, walk away from the truth that I knew because I just got so tired in the fight. But I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to remind you, it's not about your strength. It's about his strength through you. And guess what? God will always leave just enough room of impossibility in your life so that you have to rely on him. He knows your limits. He knows your shortcomings. But he has provided the Holy Spirit to come and to close the gap. And so we're going to invite the Holy Spirit right now. And we are going to place that full armor on you. Come on. And as that full armor is placed on you, the Bible says that you can withstand all the wiles and the attacks of the enemy. So let's just close our eyes right now. Hold out your hands like this because this is the posture of receiving. And so, yes, we must be prepared for battle, but this preparation is strength. This preparation is power. After the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power to be my warriors. And so God wants to renew you and strengthen you with the power like never before right now. So as your hands are out like this, let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, every single person who is just battle fatigued, And some of us are tired because we fought the wrong battle. We fought our friends. We fought our family members. We fought politics. We fought the wrong things. Father, forgive us for using our intellect and our mind and our emotions and all that you've given us to fight the wrong battles. I just feel like that's going to bring a release for somebody right now. We release to you the wrong battles. We give it to you, God, and we receive our true assignment. Come on, keep your hands open like this. We receive our true assignment. And Father, we thank you that we are already victorious. Through you, we won. By faith, we declare that we will see every single thing you promised to us manifest in Jesus' name. Now just shout a good old-fashioned amen. Come on, let me hear you around the world. Amen. Throw it in the comments right now and make sure you share this broadcast because if this word helped you, there's so many more people around the world. Every share is a country. Every share is a continent. Every share is a soul. Come on, Latin America. Come on, share this message. Eastern Europe, South Africa, coast to coast here in the United States, all of my Canadian friends, let's share this message so that warriors can begin to rise up. And I am so excited because next week we're starting a series on relationships. So now that we got through 21 days of prayer and fasting, now that you understand the spiritual implications, let's get our relationships in line. I'll see you guys next Sunday. Well, thank you so much for sticking around this long. As a matter of fact, there's a special prize for those who make it to the end. Download the V1 Church mobile app and you're gonna find so many surprises inside. Actually, the notes from the sermon you just heard are in the mobile app in detail. In addition to that, we have tons of other resources, including connect group signups with Zoom links so you can join in anywhere around the world. Lastly, from the mobile app, and you just find it by searching V1 Church in your mobile app store, you can actually give financially. Would you consider partnering with us financially and giving now 
so that many more people can hear the message, the life-saving message of Jesus Christ. Love you guys, and I'll see you next week.